And I'm speaking to Michelle. Uh, and now you pronounce your last name, Le Lynette. I got it right or not? Yes. Yay. Correct. Okay. <laughs> no, I, I have a random chance of mispronouncing people's names, even on the spot. That's just my habit. But uh, you are an author. And uh, where are you based on? I'm in Houston, Texas. Yeah, the, yeah, that's right. Actually, you're a local, just like, well, kind of. I wouldn't say local local because we're in two we're in like two different sides of texas I, i'm up north and you're well i guess houston it's south or is it central i've i've never been to houston i've only been to austin a few times where are you based uh in uh, melissa so like way up north like around okay. dfw it's like next to mckinney it's a it's a small okay part of texas it's so like you're kind of like dallas area yeah dallas area but like up north dallas okay, okay. Yeah, you know, dallas texas is like an hour from me so it's still uh i know it's weird but yeah dfw you could just say i got you <laughs> yeah. what what's it like uh living in houston texas it's good. Um, it's a very diverse city. Um, all walks of life is here. There's plenty of eateries around. The entertainment is good. Um, as far as anyone interested in, in raising a family here, that's very optional. Uh, so many uh, great suburban areas here. Um, it's it's real. It's a really good city for those looking to settle down raise a family here um, and still be able to have a nice living and enjoy their lives. Now, I hear that down there in Texas is actually more expensive to live than up here. Is that true? Which I mean, I, I'm, I don't know if you've ever uh, lived or visited up in North Texas, but I, I mean, I, I don't know the price range. I do know when I went to Austin, and for South by Southwest, I stayed at a hotel, which was a very small, uh, like, not really motel, but close to mm -hmm. it. I think it was the, De no, it wasn't the Dells. It was, it was something. But one of the cases, it was a very small hotel. It looked like it was probably uh, 80 bucks a month. And I think the total night, because we only stayed there for two nights, it was around 400 or $500 for the nights alone. Mm. Uh, I don't know what it's like as far as Houston, especially how the economy is and COVID and all that. So, but you, I mean, having to take safety precautions and going out if you do at this time. I mean, the, as far as the cost of living here, it's it's pretty fair. Now, given that I'm a native Houstonian, I have noticed the changes um, in price. It It is rising, but it's still economically affordable for someone to be here compared to other major cities um in our country so it's it's not that bad okay it's, i've never if been if you compare it to if you compare it to florida um california new york oh, yeah if you compare anything to california, you know we can definitely afford to live here compared to, to those areas okay no i mean yeah california is the California is the place of your rich or, or that that rich, super rich. <laughs> but uh, about uh, your uh, or your uh, title as an author, poet, uh, entrepreneur. What which started first? Like, how did your uh, creative side began? Okay, so 
my creativity started very young. Um, I was 18 when I discovered uh, my ability to write. And so um, it kind of came in a very awkward way. I, I had actually gotten into a little bit of trouble for um, sassy talking my aunt and she told my grandmother whom raised me and you know back then you you just weren't allowed to be disrespectful like that to your elders and as a result of that you know she put me on punishment for a week and I oh, couldn't do okay. anything for a second I thought you said she punched <laughs> you for a week I was like what no 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 I was punished okay. let me be clear punished I was punished for a week that would be like all right that then that's abuse on their end I, I know <laughs> no. there, there are families that uh, believe in in butt weapons and taking off a, a belt or uh, using like a fly swatter and spanking them I don't I mean that that's something that's controversial today but uh, I don't I don't know if you <laughs> no no I, I was definitely not an abused child but I was um I was a disciplined kid and I was you know raised under uh some very um stern structure that a lot of kids are missing today that can really use it um but the thing is, as I was saying, you know, I couldn't do anything, you know, she took everything away from me. So um, the only time I could really do anything was if I had to use the restroom or it was time to eat. Other than that, it, you know, my room was my friend. So um, being in the room by yourself for a while can become a little boring. And so you know, I just started thinking and these words started coming to me and I grabbed a pen and a piece of paper, started writing it down. And that's when I discovered my ability to write. And it's been going ever since. Was your first uh, writing prompt, Dear Diary, my aunt, Aunt is a jerk. Uh, she punished me for a week and took all my stuff away. And I'm no. get older. <laughs> I am going to overthrow her and take all of her stuff and she will never punish anyone ever again no it wasn't one of those it was just a poem you know oh, no. a poem that, that came up and it's actually in my book my very first poem is in my book and um I'd have to say for me to be able to write like that at 18 is impressive because you know it's very old and you know I'm I'm in my 40s so that lets you know <laughs> that um, hey, you look great. I was ahead of my time. Yeah. I was ahead of my time to be yeah. able to write like that. Well, I mean, everybody's got their different uh, stages of when they feel like they can write. I think it's, I mean, writing has kind of changed to the point where nowadays I don't think people use cursive anymore. No, but it is a they they have taken it out of school, which I think was a very bad decision because these children need to be able to know how to have their own um, distinctive signature. Um, my oldest kid didn't learn how to use it in school because they took it away. They operated with computers. So I had to buy her a cursive writing book to show her how to write because it's still important for them to know how to sign. So they're supposed to be bringing it back, which again, they shouldn't have never taken it out. It's it's part of um, something that they need in their adult life. Yeah, that's interesting. You being 40, I mean, you've grown up in a time where that's not been so infatuated with technology. And now look at us 2021, 
I mean, spending most of our time online and I mean, the safe way of doing that. I mean, what do you think about how technology is even taking over writing? I mean, I wouldn't say completely. I know there are people still, you know, use pencil they, uh, or in other uh, earlier forms, but just most of the time people refer to Google Docs or uh, Microsoft Word or anything like or along those lines. And so you want to know how I, uh, what my thoughts are regarding technology over handwriting? Well, yeah, I mean, because you've experienced life differently than from your kids, mm-hmm. I bet. Of course. Um, I mean, it's... Unless you punch your... Te- technology is good for what it's good for, but I don't think that um, it should be something that's relied on heavily because I'll, I've always said to my kids... You got to know how to navigate through life in the event that uh, technology is stripped away from you, because they are growing up in the era where um, handwriting is not really prevalent for them. Um, You know, the GPS system is important for them as opposed to like a key map. And, you know, I just kind of grew up in the era where you use the map or you wrote the directions down and you learned how to get around the city that way or you committed, you know, things to memory and they don't have that. So um, I still try to incorporate some some ways that I grew up with them, because I always say in the event that um, your computer just shuts down. Your GPS just shuts down. What are you going to do if you have to find something? How are you going to find it? So I always um, put that in front of them, and you know, I'll I'll um, initiate them going the way that you know I used to do things. They don't like it. <laughs> they definitely don't like it. But it's just my way of kind of letting them know you got to know how to operate in the event that, you know, this happens because it's it's technology. It can power down. And a good example of that is a few years ago, we took a road trip to San Antonio to um, see the Lion King musical. And I printed out the directions to where we were going in the event that the GPS powered down. And sure enough, the GPS powered down. So had I not had those um, printed directions, I would have been lost. And then I would have had to kind of go old school by stopping, asking for directions at a gas station and trying to navigate my way. And so um, I don't fully rely on technology. It's good for what it's good for. But at the same time, it's nothing wrong with pulling back to uh, traditional methods to navigate through life. That, I mean, that's an interesting perspective. I mean, it's, I've grown up, I've grown up with technology. So, I mean, I, I might see things differently in a way, but I mean, still, I couldn't, I can only imagine what it would be like if I uh, grew up like back in the seventies or eighties where just even life around everything is different uh, from where it is today. Now uh, about your book, what is uh you have uh, on your website you have your uh, poetic soul and uh, you mentioned before that uh your first poem is actually uh, in your book what's mm-hmm. the overall book about okay so i like to call it my inspirational um collection of poems because it's about um 
things that has occurred in life, whether it's my life, somebody else's life that I know about, or if I've seen or read about something that has happened to someone, um, you know, in the world, I just pull my inspiration from various places. It's, it's nothing really specific. And it's, um, it talks about um, topics of today, uh, such as politics, love, uh, pain, uh, peace, finding uh, forgiveness with those uh, people who have been in abused relationships, um, how to come out of that, uh, the, the way the politics is in the world today. And even though my book is, it's actually 12 years old. Well, we're in 2021 now, so we're, we're gonna say it's 13 years old. But last year when I re-released it, it was 12 years old. Um, it's an anniversary collector's item because I added more pieces to the book that wasn't in there previously when I wrote it. And it's just something for um, people to get into to see if they see themselves somewhere in that or if they can relate to that in some way and be inspired by what I've written um, just to, you know, let them know that this is something where you may be right now, but there is a way to get past that. So I also consider myself as an inspiring person because I do like to inspire people and I'm a um, people lover. And, um, and so I just like to oftentimes sit, listen to um, people, you know, I, I love intellectual conversations and just see what people are. And in that, a lot of times I find myself just pulling something from that conversation and bringing it to that person's attention, just in the event that they never noticed something about themselves. So, you know, my work is to inspire folks and that's what it's about. Here's a copy of it. Yeah, actually, I have I have the website pulled up, and you have uh, I, I like the the art on the thank you for the new, new one. I mean, you got uh, a woman on on the side with uh, it looked like green. Like what 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 inspired the the current image of the book that you have or the cover art? I'm glad you asked that. I just did a, a video um, Sunday explaining how I came up with the cover. So. Let me get to it. Um, initially, I wanted, when I came up with how I wanted the uh, new cover to look, I wanted it to represent um, kind of who I am as a person and um, also be able to detail the stories um, that are unsaid, not just from myself, but others. And so I wanted to originally have um, a tree, like a tall tree, and a woman sitting under the tree, because again, the name of the book is Poetic Soul, Unspoken Roots. And it's supposed to be a woman sitting under a tree with her uh, hands saturated, you know, in, in the soil of the earth with the vines coming up her arms, which the vines would represent her roots. Um, her untold stories. And unfortunately, at the time that um, the creative uh, director that I worked with at the time, we were trying to bring that to light and it just didn't work out. And so I went to my graphic designer. I told her what it was that I was looking for. She sent me a draft and I was sold on this image because I felt like this image is exactly what I wanted. I wanted to be able to show um, the strength of a woman that has hidden stories and she she needs to speak. So 
this right here, as we get here, this greenery that you see is um, it's a tree that's um, designed into her face. And this woman, let's let's just kind of start with the woman first. The woman is she's she's a poetic soul all by herself. You know, she's very intelligent. She's powerful. Um, she has something to say. She has something that she needs to be heard. These vines that you see there, these, these images that look like, you know, veins, these, these are the roots that represent all of her hidden stories that has not been said. And so she, she represents the power of who she is, and um, these are just her hidden stories that, that need to be said. All of this is embedded in who she is. And she's a woman that, that needs to speak. And so I wanted that image to represent everything that's um, actually written in the book. So the words had to be able to be in sync with the image so everything makes sense. And that's how I came up with that. I wanted it to make sense with what I had written. No, I mean, it looks great. And, and I'm sure it's a mixture of modeling and probably people going into Adobe Photoshop and all that. So with all of the wanting to be inspiring, and I'm, I'm not looking at this to uh, stir up some like uh, ne negativity but uh, when you're talking about loving people and loving having conversations with people, has it always worked out? Like have you having a conversation with someone, has it always been pleasant? Or have you had those times of people looking down at you? If, if not, then that is great. I've had a combination of both. You know, everybody's not going to uh, agree with what you, what you say. They're not going to agree with what your visions may be. But because I'm a woman who believe in myself and I believe in a lot of things that I say, I mean, I can go toe to toe in the conversation. <laughs> I'm, I'm not one to back down easily with that. I, I can go toe to toe with a person in a conversation. I will respect their opinion um, and, and hope that they respect mine. But for the most part, I don't have conversations to necessarily challenge people because as I said, I like to inspire folks yeah. and if we had more inspiring people in the world that actually care about how somebody is feeling, I think we could navigate more peacefully um, as a universe of people. But you have to have, it seems like there has to be, let me say that, it seems like there has to be your naysayer um, existing because otherwise you know, you wouldn't have a challenging conversation if you didn't have a naysayer. But sometimes you even have to teach your naysayer how to flip how they think. Because if they haven't been taught, you know, anything different, then they're just going to speak on how they know how to operate. And it takes a positive person to um, be able to challenge that side of them for them to see life differently. But for the most part, I don't really have a difficult time talking to people. I'm pretty easy to talk to. Um, most people enjoy talking to me. And at the end of it all, I'm going to say something to make you think. Whether you want to, whether you intended to think or not, I'm going to say something to make you think. No, I I mean perfectly fine. I only I only bring that up is just uh, I mean talking about the world and even mentioning it today. I mean there, there's a lot of stuff going on. I mean there's been good and there's also been bad. So I mean just how you feel. I, I mean even today about 
how the world is, especially with you wanting to inspire someone, wanting to kind of uh, insert, or not insert, but to motivate a positive image, and then just um, have someone try to challenge that, uh, which I know that can, I mean, that that's uh, not good, but the fact that you're still staying strong is great. Yeah, I mean... People are people, right? <laughs> people are people. And as I just stated, people operate how they have uh, been trained to operate because everything starts at home with your upbringing, what you were taught, um, how to navigate in the world. And if, you know, our parents don't come with um, rule books on how to parent us, they just teach from what they know, how they grew up. Um, and I grew up in a household where, you know, I was reared under my grandparents, right? So some people would tend to think I'm a little old at times, not all the time, but at times. But I, I, I gathered what I gathered from them. And I've raised my kids differently from how I was raised. I still incorporate a little old school with them, but I'm still very different because I know how, you know, that made me feel coming up as a child and I didn't want them to be that way. And so I try to teach them to be, you know, kind to people, be nice, uh, listen, be respectful with the way that they carry themselves, how they treat other people. Um, and uh, when someone, you know, brings the negative uh, feed, brings brings the negative feedback to them, just don't be so quick to pop off. Hear what is said and then try to flip the narrative with something positive. But that takes skill to do that because everybody can't do that. You know, every, everybody cannot, um, rebuttal back with something positive and you it's either in you or it's not in you and you have to learn how to be that way but um and it's also also a choice you you choose to be positive or you choose to be negative and that's the most important thing is knowing the choices that you have yeah no i, I definitely agree to that so or uh, having this book out for a while um has uh it I mean, have you gone to many uh, television appearances or like has, has this book gotten you uh, sort of any sort of recognition? I know the ideas of being a creative is just loving your work the way it is, but have you, uh, I mean, has it gotten like any attention over the years? Um, it hasn't gotten like a broad range of attention, but it will because I'm continuing to promote it. Um, and I always say to people, especially being an independent um, author, you're not going to get the same uh, treatment as someone who's going with a mainstream publisher. Um, and so your work is a lot more involved with getting people to know you. I definitely um, know that the world will catch on to me because I continue to I will continue to move and pushing it and then having a social media platform is going to help that as well and I'm not just stopping here with this book I have a few other book projects that I'm currently working on that will be released you know this year and next year and so on and so um it is my hope that um I become, you know, a household name with being an author because it's something that I enjoy. And um, I, I expect to, to be there at some point, 
you know, at some point soon, I expect to be there. Okay. I mean, that's a great thought to have. I, I noticed on your website, you have to book uh, Michelle for uh, public appearances, readings, interviews, TV, film productions, etc. Have you gone to that point of being in a TV film production or being in a uh, public reading where you got to read your story to other or read your poems to either a crowd of uh, children or adults uh, done anything like that? Well, since the pandemic, well, unfortunately, I mean, yeah. Yeah. yes, yeah. since the pandemic, no, but I've, um, I am, I have been doing like um, some speaking through virtual uh, meetings. I've, I've done some of those, uh, but prior to my release, when I first did it uh, back in 2008, yeah, I was on some um, some public stages and, you know, it was kind of frightening, but I did it. And so, um, you know, I'm, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I've, I come from also um, the theater world too. I've done some plays with a local production company here called AWJ Productions. And, um, my first stage play was with um, gospel recording artist, Vicki Winans. She's a part of the, the um, Winans family, which is a very um, big name family uh, amongst the gospel genre. And so that was very exciting to have that experience. And, you know, I've done a couple of other productions with them back at, at that time. And then from there, when, when I was done with those, I went into publishing my book. So um, I have a little bit of entertainment skill here. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm tapping into it now and, and I'm going after those things now because I put them on hold to be a mother and to be a wife. And, you know, a lot of times when you are a mother and you are a wife, you put your family before you yourself and whatever things that you've ever wanted to do, they get put on hold. But now that I'm in a space to where I can go back to all the things that I've ever wanted to do for myself, I'm doing that and I'm going full force with it. And it's a nice feeling to be able to come back to where I started. What is what does your uh, family actually think of your work? I mean, your kids uh, and also your husband. I mean, now you mentioned, hey, you know, I can do what I want. Do they have they read your poems or uh, seen your plays or anything like that? Well, I did the plays before I became a wife. So my oldest daughter, because it was just she and I at the time when I did the plays. Um, she was young, but she knew what I was doing. And she was very supportive of that. Um, even today, she will be 20 years old in a couple of months. Uh, she sees what it is that I'm doing and she's giving me my high five moments, um, but they don't really get into my work. You know, kids, they it's, it's kind of like being a kid of a celebrity, you know? You know how those kids, they just see their parents as mom and dad. They don't see them the same way that the world sees them. They just see them as mom and dad. And that's kind of like how my kids are. It's just like, oh, that's mom. And, you know, they acknowledge what I do and they are supportive of what I do, but they don't get heavily involved in what I do because they're in their own world. My youngest daughter, she... um she's taken to it pretty good. And she has come to me and asked me about her writing and her wanting to write a book and she want to be like me. And I'm like, oh, you do? 
<laughs> so um, we've had some some little conversations. I, I think my youngest daughter will navigate well in the entertainment industry because she has the personality for it. So is she your favorite? No, I don't. <laughs> no, 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 You're no. not gonna get me caught up in this list. <laughs> I won't hear the end of it. <laughs> I won't hear the end of it. But <laughs> I will not hear the end of that. But no, she's um, she she's a good one. She's she's kind of more into my world than my oldest is because she likes uh, theater. She she just asked me recently. She was like, "Mom, when are we going to New York? I want to go see a Broadway show." And Why I'm like, she asked "Broadway." The middle of pandemic. You know? I like what? I told her, I said, "You know, Broadway is still shut down. It, it's we're still in a pandemic. It looks like we won't see Broadway this year. It may have to be next year, but you know, uh, but she, you know, we we go to stuff like that." Um, my oldest daughter, she likes theater too. She's just not a fan of the ballet. Uh, like my youngest is so. Oh, she's um, Hamilton and all that. I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. She's in uh, Hamilton and all that, like the the musical plays, Broadway. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. She loves it. Um, actually, when they they released Hamilton um on Disney last year, around the time that we were having a you know be in the house, we all sat down and we watched it, and we thought that it was pretty nice. We, we thought that it was, you know, pretty nice to, to watch. And I'm like, man, I can't wait till, you know, everything goes back to normal so we can go see it in person. Yeah, that would be interesting because, I mean, you know, with Broadway shut down, the uh, Broadway actors and actresses, I mean, they're taking a toll on that. Uh, and I'm, I'm wondering if the Broadway is really going to be back next year or will it be back the same way uh, that that will be an interesting thing. I mean, we have so many businesses shut down by the month because we're still in this. But uh, I mean, what could hope? When, uh, I I really don't know. Um, Whenever it opens back up, I'm sure it'll be a great appreciation for a lot of people. I I think the world will be very appreciative of being able to. Um, operate in, at some level of normalcy again. Um, I have my reasons why I feel like we were shut down. And this allowed us a lot of opportunity to sit and reflect on where we were in life, where we are in life, and where we could possibly be going forward in life. I like to say it was a time for everybody to do an inventory check on themselves. You know, we were so busy just moving around with our everyday life that we just didn't pay attention to a lot of things. And we were forced into being still. Um, and a lot of people don't get a chance to be still because everything is just, you know, boom, boom, boom. But we were forced into being still. And you learn a lot in stillness. You know, you really get, if you pay attention enough, you learn a lot in stillness and things come to you when you're quiet because there's nothing disrupting, you know, your mental space. There's nothing disrupting your emotional space. It's, it's just you, um, you know, God and the ability to actually connect if you allow yourself to be open enough to connect that way. Yeah, I mean, that's a great way to look at it. I, I'm honestly, I'm one of the few people that overall, I actually 
am grateful for the pandemic. Not not that it killed a bunch of people and you know businesses. Yeah. And, um, that part definitely not. But I mean, it's enabled me to do even more of hey, what I'm doing right now, talking to you, and I'm just mm-hmm. for that. So what what do you plan on doing next? Like you have your book out for twelve years, and I mean we still have the pandemic, so it's not really time to think about going out and going to places and everything uh, I mean what what's kind of on your uh, path for this year and beyond okay so as I stated um, I'm still going to continue to promote the book and I have um, a cookbook that I've been working on because I, I like you know I like to cook um, I like eating different things but the book is actually going to be like my favorite foods that I like but it's going to have my twist to it. So that's uh, something I've been working on for um, a little while now. Um, I have a memoir that I'm working on and I want to release it this year, but with the way that the pandemic is going and how I want to release it, I may have to put it off till next year because there's a specific way I want to do this release. And if we are still having to sit in the house because of this, I will not release it until next year. Um, outside of that, um, I have a line that um, I've been working on for a little while now uh, for pregnant women. And it's like these pamper boxes um, that are supposed to, ugh, excuse me, specifically for pregnant women. And it's just things um, needed to help pamper them back from their recovery from um, childbirth, because a lot of times uh, people, when we have baby showers, we don't think about the mother that way. We always buy everything for the baby. And so the mom, she's exhausted. She's gone through a lot, you know, with her body and um, she just needs to be pampered back. So um, it was set to release this winter but there are still things that um, I'm adjusting with it because it has to be to my liking before I just totally put it out there. So I'm still working on those um, adjustments before I release it. Um, I have a clothing line that I did a soft launch with uh, when I released my book and it's on my website. As you can see, I put t-shirts together and I started with a soft launch to see how that would go. And in seeing that, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna move forward with this. Um, Because there was a gentleman who told me years ago, I was at a poetry venue and I had done a performance. And once everything was over, we were all leaving and he stopped me and he told me how well I had done. And then he said, you know, I really like your name. I like your name. Your name sounds like, it could be put on clothes or something like a clothing line. And he goes, Michelle, Lynette, you should put it on some clothes. Don't you like that sound? And I just kind of looked at him like, uh, no. <laughs> and so he said, no, think about it. You really should do something with your name. I like it. You, I can see it on clothes. And I just pushed it to the side and I didn't think about it at all. Is, what the crud? That's just an, another way to kind of hit on. Does that person know you're married, or did you? Were you married at the time? I was not. I was not married at the time. I wasn't. I wasn't married at the time. Conversation. Hey, are you are you seeing someone? Uh, <laughs> no, that that was. Your name should be on clothes. That's a, a weird pickup line. Your name should be on clothes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I, I didn't. I didn't. My shirt. I just um, I was busted like, off. Like, 
yeah, just kind of like, you know, just whatever, dismissed it. And, you know, back then when I released my, my book, uh, my original book back then, I did um, posters uh, with it. I did posters with it. And it was a packed house at a venue. It, it was very fun, very fun experience. I was so nervous, but I did what I had to do. But it it, it was amazing because it was people sitting at the stage and I'm like, oh my God. So I was glad that the lights were dim where I couldn't see them <laughs> because otherwise I would have had probably severe stage fright. Um, but it, it worked out really good. And so this time when I re-released it and I wanted to do an anniversary collector's item, I wanted to do something different. I'm like, I, I don't want to put posters with it. You know, I don't want to do pictures. I want to do something that I've never done before. And so that's when I thought about what the guy told me back then. And I said, hmm, let me try t-shirts, merchandise to see how that works. And it was well received. And so here I am diving into it and, and working on having some more things done with that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I looked at it and for your shirts and they're going for $20 and your book is 25. That's a, I mean, that's a great place. Do you, now being how you, your, your feelings are with technology, do you uh, accept Kindle or people doing uh, ebook reading? I haven't started that yet. The uh, publishing company that I worked with, we have talked about that. And so um, I'm not sure that I'm going to put this particular book on Kindle just yet, but going forward, I will do the others. Okay. Or audio, but that's another thing, audio reading. Like there are people who like to listen to audio. Oh, absolutely. I have a friend who actually uh, did an audio book of his book and it's it's different it 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 does not sound like um your particular audiobook it sounds like a little movie you know it's nice it's really nice okay that that's that is great um and where do people find everything like find your book find your shirt uh i mean i <laughs> find shirts for you to purchase <laughs> um, find your well, shirt like the yeah, so they can go on my website because everything is directly sold on my website at this time. And it's at www.themichellelanette.com. Um, and you can get the book, you can get the shirts, you can get the baseball caps. And I do have other uh, items that will be coming soon. And um you know, I just want everybody to stay in touch with me and all of my social media platforms. You can follow me. Uh, I'm on Instagram and Facebook and LinkedIn. I'm also on YouTube, all under the Michelle Lynette. And of course, if you go to my website, um, you can go to the quick links to get to my social platforms as well. You know, I uh, said, yeah, I mean, before, because I mean, you look great. I, I don't think you looked so old um, <laughs> thank you talking about being in your 40s I don't really see too much of that but then you mentioned LinkedIn I was like okay that that's an old people's website uh so <laughs> no 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 I, yeah. just things change over the years of course um yeah no I, I have a LinkedIn I haven't haven't updated in a while um actually I've been able to um 
find a lot of business off LinkedIn too. You know, there are lots of professional people on LinkedIn. Um, I have a concierge company that I started a few years ago. Um, I utilize it, I've slimlined it down to a particular group of people that I will work with um, this time around, and which is brides, um, athletes, and entertainers, um, because I did have an opportunity to, you know, work with uh, some high-profile people, and, you know, it's been nice, and, and I've met uh, some former athletes on LinkedIn. Um, and so it's just a, a good, don't sleep on LinkedIn because it's some professional people there. You just have to um, know who you wanna do business with. Okay, yeah. And uh, this will be on uh, Pondspress and several audio platforms, whatever podcast listening platform you own, we're on there. And, and then also have a Facebook page, facebook.com slash Pondspress, Instagram slash Pondspress, and uh, I'm Twitter at ChasePond64. I also put in little video clips to uh, on uh, Instagram Reels and TikTok. So just kind of uh, spraying the word of the good content going on. Uh, Miss, you are just a joy to talk to. And uh, I, I hope that despite, you know, being me being... Uh, that nerd who's into technology and you kind of being uh, <laughs> old school. So the old school and the new school coming together, this is great. Uh, and, and until tomorrow, you'll be like, why would I just waste an hour with that nerd? Uh, <laughs> no, no, of course. It's not that bad. It's not that bad. Yeah, you have a good one. I'll talk to you later. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Of course. Take, 